Jetty folk take care of Jetty folk. And if you ever have a chance to lick a coyote on the nose, I would really recommend it as an outdoor activity. You should have seen that fish run. And I was like, man, first off, don't ever buy a gun at Stop and Go. And if you do, don't buy it for 20 <laughs> You create the most corrosive environment you possibly can and then put mechanical equipment in. You're like a superstar because everybody who's on the jetties watching comes down and wants to take a picture with your fish. Like they want to hold the fish and act like they caught it. And then they like are clapping and everything whenever you reel the fish in. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Coastal Advocacy Adventures podcast, brought to you by the Coastal Conservation Association. This is episode 14 of the podcast, and in this episode, we sit down with the transcendent, second to none, without equal, the one and only Joe Mahone, creator and mastermind behind Chicken Boy Lure Company. Joe was kind enough to briefly speak with us at the Houston Fishing Show this past March, we certainly thank Joe for breaking away from that busy show and recording this podcast. Now, Joe's very talented at his craft. He's quick-witted and extremely entertaining. Joe will insult you during a conversation that you end up taking it as a compliment. It truly was a pleasure to visit with him. And I recommend that you take the time to go see him if you're ever at any of these trade shows or at one of the many CCA chapter meetings that Joe speaks at throughout the year. Folks, April is a very busy month for CCA Texas. There's at least three banquets every week in April. So if you're looking for uh, something to do, if you're looking to have a good time with some like-minded anglers and conservation-oriented people, be sure to check out a banquet happening in your area. And the easiest way to find out when banquets are occurring is to just go to the CCA Texas website at ccatexas.org and then click on the events tab and then from there you can find out where the banquets are occurring all right here we go episode 14 of the podcast with chicken boy lure folks welcome to the coastal advocacy adventures podcast we're at the uh holder fishing show here in houston and it's um, a little bit before the show starts on a friday and mr chicken boy himself has agreed to do a, a quick podcast to, with us before we get going so joe thank you appreciate it man i look forward to this this is the greatest fishing show in the country and i live for this show i wish i could do it every day the rest of my life i gotta say you got one of the best uh, i guess you call it a booth but you've got one of the best displays got a, a world-class uh, flounder replica hanging with a uh, chicken on a Looks like a chicken on a chain. Is that what that is supposed to be behind you? Actually, that's a Mardi Gras bead. You oh, can call it chicken oh. on a chain. I also got my, my lovely blow-up dolls. I have a new male blow-up doll named Poindexter. And how, how, when did he come into the chicken boy family? He, he's my, my clothing model. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I do see that. I think you wear it better than Poindexter does. Yeah, I'll he's tell you. He's missing something. That. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's, um, he's he uh, is missing something. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> All right. So um, what we're here to do is talk about, well, talk about you first, and, and then we'll get into fishing for, hopefully fishing for flounder. So why don't you tell us about Chicken Boy Lures? How it all started? How it all started. Well, Chicken Boy Lures has been around. It's a company for about nine years now. I'll be in my 10th year coming up. Um, 
you can go to my website, www.chickenboylures.com, and you can read about, um, I was born half chicken, half boy. And uh, as 12 years old, I was in the chemistry class with the Bunsen burner, playing with some plastic, and that literally was my first lure. And at the age of 17, I completed the transformation to a regular normal human being. And uh, that's how it all got started, and I, I just absolutely love it. My lures... Uh, are really good for reds they're really good for trout they're also good for bass i'm making more and more bass colors but they have become probably the number one flounder lure on the texas gulf coast and i have become uh, extremely good at catching flounder and um, they're just unbelievable and rumor has it that flounder consider it an honor to be caught with a chicken boy lure I'm not going to dispute that rumor one bit. Yeah. But I'd, I'd like to, because you never know who's going to be listening to this podcast, podcast but I'm going to tell you um, some of my secrets on catching flounder. Uh, I target them. I literally catch them year-round, not only just during the fall run when the temperatures get cold, but um, I fish structure a lot. I'm looking for uh, bridges, bridges. Uh, Highway bridges, railroad bridges. I'm looking for uh, reefs. I'm looking for uh, the shoreline. I consider that a structure. Mm -hmm. And um, when I target these, flounder, people don't realize they bite three ways. They go thump, or it's thump, thump, or it's dead weight. What the flounder actually does is he picks up your lure, runs with a little bit, and sets himself down. And then so as you're reeling, you don't feel any kind of bite. So it's thump, 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 or dead weight. I'm expecting that bite. Reds and trout don't bite that way. And when I feel the thump, 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 or dead weight, I literally release my bell. Just let it spool out. No, it doesn't go anywhere. The flounder is the only fish that doesn't have an air bladder, so he goes straight to the bottom every time, and he sits there. And you hear so many people... Um, talk about i got the flounder up to my boat had my had my net out and he spit the hook out well that's true because you didn't give him enough time to get the hook further down in his mouth the flounder's mouth is really bony so when he hits thump 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 or dead weight i release my bell and i literally start counting i go 10,001 2002 and i may count to 30 i may count to 60 but i never uh immediately set the hook with flounder and that's one reason why i catch so many of them what a lot of people don't know is that they're trying to work that bait around in their mouth so they can get it down absolutely their, down their absolutely um i know y'all gonna think this weird but i also talk to the flounder i got my little my little speech i give when i fish i go big flounder bigger flounder juba 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 big flounder bigger flounder juba 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 bite my hook and it works Power of positive thinking. Yes, it works. <laughs> it works. But, uh, you know, this is, uh, I don't know how many years now they've reduced the flounder limits. Uh, this may be the, golly, sixth or seventh year, but it's definitely had Started an impact. Started in 09. Yeah. In 09? Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. But it's had a uh, dramatic impact uh, on the flounder population, in my estimation. Like I said, I literally catch them year-round. All the time. Yeah. Have you seen a difference in the size? Are you catching bigger fish? Now. Sometimes I do, absolutely, yeah. In fact, uh, if you look at probably the uh, the best flounder tournament is put on by Boyd's One Stop uh -huh. down on the Texas City Dyke. Uh -huh. um, they, they run that tournament for like two months. And this past year, 
the uh, they, were, they were bigger. The, the, the top flounder was over nine pounds, and the uh, second and the third were over eight pounds. Uh, one guy had the lead there for a while. He actually caught on one of my uh, four-inch shrimp lure really? thing over there by yeah. the dike. Yeah. I think they've seen it in other tournaments as well. Well, the star tournament, they've seen mm -hmm. some big weigh-ins. <laughs> and I think so. they're going to get bigger, yeah. Um, talk about what it takes to to run a, a lure business. What's the most difficult part? Is it, is it actual manufacturing? Is it distributing, marketing? And what makes you so successful well, at doing all of that? Um, you got to uh, – uh, that's a good question. I don't. I know you can. I don't mean to sound cocky, but I don't find any of it difficult. If you can find something in life to do as a profession that you love, uh -huh. you'll never work another day the rest of your life. It's, it's so much fun, and it's um, you know, in, especially in Galveston County, my wife and I, we literally can't go into restaurants without somebody coming up to me and. Um, sticking a, a iPhone with a picture of the fish they caught in my uh with my lure and uh, I mean how can you ever get tired of that yeah how can you ever yeah. get tired of something like that and um uh I get emails from people that say uh thank you thank you chicken boy for feeding my family so uh you know let's just let's just do it that's rewarding. bigger and better you yeah. know get, just do it get it bigger and better I'm always um Coming with something new, either a new design or a new color for my lures. Um, one, one reason, I guess, what makes it successful is the, the funny names. I'll have stuff like the Bubba Clucker. That's how you got to pronounce it, the Bubba Clucker. And in the Bubba Clucker, I'll have the uh, lemon pepper chicken. I'll have uh, the, uh, the chicken on the chain gang. Bubba spent some time incarcerated, so it's not just chicken on the chain. chain it's gang. chicken on the chain gang. I got the red-headed stepchild. I got the one of my favorites. I kind of named after people like you. It's called the speckle pecker. It's uh, it's only three <laughs> inches. And um, I recently came out with three new colors. Uh, I uh, call it the uh, the bone diamond pollo, the amazing green pollo, the perfecto pink pollo, and I affectionately refer to these three lures as uh, lures hermanas, my chicken brothers. There's no end to it. You know, if we keep on talking, your audience is going to realize that uh, I'm half crazy and the other half ain't right either. <laughs> What's your number one seller? Number one seller. I would go with the, the Bubba Clucker, the lemon pepper chicken. That lure is chartreuse with clear black and black litter. And uh, I, uh, I sometimes get tired of fishing with it because it's just too easy to catch fish with that lure. You think it gets a lot of um, those territorial bites where the flounder's just like not, yeah. not going after it to eat it but just going after it to oh, they, get, they, they get out of my they, space uh, that, that lure up, for some reason upsets them that's why yeah. flounder bite either they're hungry or they're mad yeah. and that lure certified certified ticks off the flounder population <laughs> yeah but um, I also have a, the other brand which is a, a very good seller called the Psycho Chicken named it after a former girlfriend in college and that's a, a very popular lure also. And I have my four-inch shrimp, my three-inch shrimp. I uh, uh, just started selling some corks that you can throw a country mile called the Carkadoodle Doo. 
And I, here at the show, I've got uh, two lures that the fire marshal literally makes me keep in ice chest because I scented them extremely heavily with garlic. <laughs> and it's uh, one solid silver color called the Silver Tongue Devil. And his sidekick is solid gold glitter called That's uh, this one here. Yep, called yeah. Johnny Goldfish. Johnny Goldfish. And they are stellar. That's potent, man. I'm smelling it right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's, um, That's brutal. It is. But it's all good. Uh, so you got an online store. People can go yep, online yep. and buy all There's only this. one person that has them all. That's me. And that's online. But uh, we're in probably, uh, oh, I guess, 80 or 90 different stores, uh, primarily in the Texas, area, Texas, Louisiana area. Just picked up a store uh, of all places in Florida, and I'm looking forward to that relationship. Oh, good. Yeah. good. All right. Uh, we're jumping around. So go, back to, go back to Catching Flounder real quick. I cut you off, and I didn't mean to. Um, when you go out and, and – you find your spots, structure, mm-hmm. points, drops off, whatever. How do you fish for them? I mean, well, what are that's, some of the techniques you use? That's a great question. Um, flounder are on the bottom. And um, I'm using a heavy jig, probably, uh, it, 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 not probably, it's a 3 8 ounce jig is primarily what I use. Um, but contrary to what you think, I don't reel slow. I don't reel slow uh, for, for catching flounder. I reel medium speed to fast. And you're bouncing it the whole no, time? No, I'm not bouncing. Reeling? All my lures have a uh, twin tail that flutters, and there's no need to bounce it. I uh, literally throw my lure out there, and I may count to seven to make sure the lure is on the bottom, and I just start reeling. And I do very no, little no, twitching, no bouncing. No action no, hardly you know, at all besides the, the tail, lure gives. Yeah, the lure does all the work for you. Okay. But, uh, you know, one thing about it is... is um, uh, most fish I catch, I would say 98% of the fish I catch are in uh, three feet of water or less. It may be two and a half or it may be a foot of water. And when you're, if, you're, if you're waiting or you're on the bank fishing or even in your boat fishing, when you're fishing for flounder, you bring the lure all the way literally to your feet and then pick it up because I've had them hit literally six inches from my feet before and i don't mean just once or twice uh quite often there i've had that experience where i i did what exactly what you're saying i picked up my rod tip to get the lure out of the water oh yeah then and he then, hits it and then the flounder is coming towards oh, yeah. me it, it'll scare when that happens it'll yeah. scare the fire out yeah. of you but um i um like i am fishing in shallow water i'm trying to versus deep water and will you you look for just water movement, tide movement, falling tide. I mean, what's your preference? You just well, go people, you can go. No, people ask me all the time, Chicken Boy, what's your, what's your secret? Do you like a, a low tide, a high tide, incoming tide, outgoing tide? Do you like a full moon, new moon? Do you like early in the morning? Do you like late in the afternoon? Do you like fishing at night? Do you like it, you know, is it cloudy or is it sunny? And uh, this may shock you, but I pay absolutely zero attention to any of that. If you've got a window to go, you're I just go. And uh, that's one reason why I'm probably so successful at it is that I probably just go more than other people (laughs) do. uh, But I live on the water. I live near Galveston, and so it's it's not that uh, like a two-hour trip for me to get to water. It's there in my backyard. Yeah. And I fish. uh, I would say, you know, I live in Bayou Vista, and I would say 90% of my fishing is probably within – a mile, mile and a half of my house, of all things. The Highlands by there, Pierce Marsh, Jones Lake, uh-huh. over by the Causeway. Yeah. Um, all those areas like that. 
one thing in flounder behavior that that I saw when I used to work in the hatchery was, you know, they all they always bed up in big groups and stack up on top of each other. But they also will stack up um, vertically on a on a wall or on a pylon or whatever it's in the bay. I don't know if you've witnessed that or or have seen that uh, when you're fishing, but a lot of people don't realize that not only they lay on the bottom, but they can they'll position themselves to where um, they're either sideways or pointing straight up, but they're on a wall. Well, I, I obviously when I'm fishing, I don't see that, but I'm not surprised to hear that. They're, uh, you know, a flounder has a uh, very small stomach, and so they're feeding, uh, you know, like if you're going through the uh, Gowers' ship channel, that's a very deep body of water, but we're fishing the shorelines because they've got to feed, yeah. and that's where the bait fish is. And uh, But now they'll stack up, like you're saying, and uh, one thing about a flounder, when the flounder run happens, um, you know, there'll be times where, um, okay, so I do my little waiting game, that thump, 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 or dead weight, and you, you, you wait all that time, and uh, there's nothing there, okay? So what? You just keep throwing, and uh, it's amazing how many times I'll keep throwing that same spot, and uh, I'll catch that You'll flounder. Catch one. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll throw. If I, There's some spots where I know they are, and I may throw uh, 60 times and never get a bite, but I know he's there because he's always there. And uh, I'll eventually get him. Yeah. yeah. I'll eventually get him. It's the most fun fish t- to catch uh, because of the way they bite, and they're, uh, they're absolutely the best eating fish. Um, people say, well, your freezer must be full of them. Well, I, I keep my limit, um, but I give away yeah. 95% of them to people that, that aren't as fortunate to be able to go fishing and stuff. This may not be uh, – this may be wrong, but I think, I think flounder – you have a bigger learning curve to learn how to catch flounder than, than well, you Well, I, I couldn't agree more. more. To catch I flounder. couldn't agree more. You know, it's back in the day before I even had my lure company and stuff, it was a fluke to catch a flounder. And now, um, once you get the hang of it and you get your locations and stuff, it is a, uh, a certified blast to catch yeah. those suckers. I just, the thump is addictive. You just what were we saying the other day? You live. Someone called in the Mick Eastman show, and that's they live for the thump. Yeah, they live for the thump. Yeah, and I live for you. Can't get enough out there like that. That live, that's all they want to do is just feel that, that thump. thump. Feel yeah. that thump. Um, but you know, before the limits changed, though, I never got excited about uh, catching flounder. My, my motto was the second game of the World Series, which would be very late October. But mm-hmm. you know, now with the limit being two and. Um, November and half of December, you know, I'll get started uh, much earlier. In fact, about three years ago, August was my best flounder month of all things. Uh, August. Um, yeah, I guess you can follow that shrimp migration and whenever the shrimp are really moving, the flounder. Yeah, they all, uh, you know, why do they run? I guess there's several theories, um, you know, because the, the water gets too cold, the cold fronts come in, and they blow, the, the cold fronts blow all the water out. Uh, but that is occurring now, it seems like, later, yeah. because it, we used to have uh, significant cold fronts that blew the water out in October, and now, uh, shoot, uh, it's like January. Between now and probably the January the 15th, these fronts have blown, come in and blown the water, I mean, just totally drained the bay uh, probably six or seven times this year. Uh-huh. But the run by that point in time is pretty much already over. Yeah. And I think also some of them run because it's just uh, it's that time to go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
It's that time yeah, to run. Follow that bait out and yeah. do their thing offshore. Now the trickle coming back in is happening right now, right? The spring. Oh, absolutely. Trickle. Absolutely. I mean, now's a great time to go yeah. out. I don't uh, go after them in the springtime because I'm busy doing various things as much as I do uh, in the fall. But but they're out there. I see the reports, yeah. and I'm seeing some mighty big flounder. In fact, somebody posted yesterday on uh, on Facebook. They called a, a limited flounder on my lures. My lures. I always get a kick out of that. Do you on your website? Um, I looked at it briefly the day before yesterday, but uh, do you have a place where people can submit pictures to you? And there's a um well, that, that's a great question. Um, they, they put them on Facebook, yeah, and they'll uh, put them also on the websites like Fish West End and also on Too Cool. And um, they'll email them to me, and I do post. I, I repost them on my website. I'm about to call it the uh, the Wall of Fame or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes when they send me pictures, I'll send them a a, a gift of appreciation. Yeah, man. Type that's... thing. I uh, really get a kick out of that. I know. Well, one time, um, this is probably going back about four years ago. Um, sitting at my house on Saturday night. And this man, uh, an older man, he was 80-some-odd years of age, sent me a picture with a 24-and-a-half-inch um, flounder that he had caught with one of my, my red-and-white shrimp lure. And I go, wow, would you look at that. Uh, within two hours, a little seven-year-old go- girl sent me a picture of a 24-and-a-half-inch flounder that she had caught, Okay. Uh, with that, and I just got the biggest kick out of that. <laughs> you know, uh, here's an 85-year-old man, <laughs> one minute, and next thing, uh, totally unrelated to each other, a, a little seven-year-old girl. Catching the flounder of a life. Yes, I'm home. telling you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's neat. It's pretty special to see a smile on someone that's um, oh, caught yeah. a. And that that's a, why um, I know this podcast is not to um, – to promote CCA, that's not why we're doing this. But I am so grateful uh, for what the CCA do, does. Uh, I'm a conservationist by heart. Um, I just think the uh, the annual tournament y'all put on and the college scholarships that that are given away is is just uh, it's mind-boggling to me. Because you know, as a child, I was fortunate. My dad um, taught me how to fish, and I grew up in East Texas, and we would fish. Um, the Lions Club had a tournament, yeah, and I won it at age four and won it at age five, and I can tell I can still tell you today the prizes that I won. Okay, uh, at ages four and five, that's the impact that it had on me. So um, indirectly, the more we get the youth involved in yeah. fishing, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, it's just a, a win-win for everybody. It's a oh, those for those college scholarships. I mean, to be able to just go out and catch a fish, and then that's going <coughs> to be. You know, tens of thousands of dollars to go to oh, your college. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> there was a guy, I know, uh, several years ago, um, off that's bio. Yeah. He was fishing with his son, and uh, the father had registered for the tournament and thought there was no need to register the son. And guess who caught the tag red? <laughs> <laughs> Surely my son's not that good. I guess oh, he's what yeah. he was thinking, but he, he learned the hard way. We had several people come up to the booth this week showing us pictures of tagged reds that they caught. Oh, and yeah. they weren't. They didn't register for the tournament. Oh, gosh, so. it happens every year. But it's um, unbelievable what what y'all do. I mean, I'm already looking forward to the tournament. 
Well, we appreciate you, and I know you, you get out on the streets and um, do a lot of talks at different chapters, and we appreciate that. You, you've got great products, and well, you've I, got even better customer service. Well, I, I so. thank you for saying that, and I have, um, I think, spoken to, I don't know, nine or ten of the CCA uh, clubs. In fact, I speak uh, April the 4th, one in kind of northwest Houston, uh-huh. at their annual fish fry, and I am... Um, Looking really forward to that, and, and people never are know what to this. expect. Oh yeah, chicken it's, boy it's, it's almost up. like stand-up comedy. It's uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. I give away a lot of merchandise too at these events, and look forward to it. So, are you are you full time? Are you uh, dual employment? No, I am actually um, a CPA by trade. Okay, I'm uh, haven't been taking on new clients uh, for quite some time, but. Uh, Chicken Boy is taking up a bigger and bigger portion of my time. As I get older, I'm sure at some point in time uh, it will be doing it full time. Yeah, I really yeah. Do, really enjoy these shows. Uh, I wish I could do these shows every day for the rest of my life. They're so much fun. <laughs> so much fun uh, seeing everybody. It's great to meet people and just oh, gosh, talk yeah. about your there's, passions. There's nothing, it's, there's it's nothing better than to get to do these things. It's yeah. a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work, but it's well worth it type thing. Well worth it. I don't want to eat up all your time before the show gets started. Is there anything else you want to share with listeners of this podcast? Um. Well, um, Chicken Boy lures are really popular, it seems like, and I really appreciate everyone's business. And uh, I don't intend to give up, let up, or shut up until God takes me up, okay? It's just too much fun and too too enjoyable. Man, well, you're, you're – uh you got great products. Chickenboylures.com. Hit, okay. hit up the website. Get some of these awesome lures. Okay. Put them in your arsenal. Go pound some flounder. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You bet.